0: Um, Welcome back to uh, my second podcast ever. Um, This one is going to be called Religionless Christianity and Good Friday. And I'm sure that is probably already a very (laughs) provocative title, I guess. Um, Before I get started, I want to say two things. One, thank you. There is no way I would have expected that within less than three days, I'm already in the triple digits of people listening to this. That's remarkable. And I don't know. Thank you for just spreading the word. Hopefully that means you got something positive out of the last one. And so hopefully I can achieve that again this time. We'll see. Um, But then the second is I have to say thank you for the fact that I got a number of emails and messages and texts from people who were of a different religious tradition from me. And that was just absolutely, um, man, that was a gift. That was amazing to have some of you who are atheists and some Christians and some Buddhists and some budding and aspiring philosophers, and just, I'm really glad that we could have a discussion about all these things together. Um, But today's uh, podcast, I wanted to say that I'm going to use some Christian language, and I, I just wanted to encourage you that if you're not of the same tradition as me, that's fine. I'm actually happy about that. So, if you hear something, just take it as a metaphor and and see how you can maybe apply it to your life. Um, Because I think the topics that I wanted to bring up today are ones that can reach um, anyone who finds themselves even remotely religious or interested in spirituality or even just the good life. I mean, ultimately your spirituality is whatever inspires you. And without a doubt, I have to say um, with transparency that the story of Jesus just inspires me to no end. (laughs) And so what I would like to do today is do three things. One is just really fast. uh, Talk about this phrase, religionless Christianity. Two... Talk about Good Friday and why I think it's one of the best holidays of the entire year. And then three, just tell a quick story. And then finish and start working on the topics for the third podcast. So I need to say that today's um, podcast was inspired primarily by two books. And I'll bring them up along the way. Okay. Okay. So I have no qualms with saying that I am heavily influenced by uh, a pastor from World War II era. He was born in 1906 and he died in 1945. As a German pastor, he was against the Nazi regime, the Third Reich, and it cost him and all the few other people that he really cared about cost them their lives to stand up against that. So his name is Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And towards the end of his life, as the Nazis are taking him from one prison to another, he had the opportunity to write letters home. And so in some of these letters, we have this phrase, religionless Christianity. And the fascinating thing is that we don't know what he means by that because it's an undeveloped concept for him. We don't fully know how to define it. And so, I mean, does religionless Christianity, is that what we mean when, when people today say that they're spiritual but they're not religious? What does that mean that a pastor was encouraging this? I mean, in his day, he saw that religion became a system that, in some sense, allowed a lot of terrible things to happen, right? And so when he says religionless Christianity, does that mean that he's espousing a spirituality that doesn't have a system, or framework. What's going on there? You know? And that's why I think Good Friday, you kind of have to pull this in. And by the way, if you want to read those, that's from the Prison Letters of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. That's a, an interesting book to read of its own accord. But when I think about Good Friday which is historically known as the day that Jesus died. Um, I think that day offers some really interesting critiques of religion itself. I mean, by and far, it seems to me that Jesus, as a religious teacher, has got something to say some critique for all of the religions. And of the top of the list is obviously Christianity. I think Jesus even critiques that. But on Good Friday, Jesus goes through one of the darkest experiences that has ever been known by a man. So back in then, Uh, Back in the day, he was abandoned by friends and became the scorn and the mock of the religious leaders of his day and the political leaders of his day and the whole city of Jerusalem that was outside jeering at him as he was carrying his own uh, execution means and you know what those are all horrific those absolutely must have caused him some incredibly dark thoughts and man but then we reach this other point where as Jesus is dying he cries out and he says my God my God why have you forsaken me and the fascinating thing is he doesn't say this in Hebrew. Some people think that this is a reference back towards the Psalms. But he doesn't say it in Hebrew. He says this in Aramaic. This isn't a devotion that he is talking about as he's dying most likely literally naked as he's dying this is something that Jesus says out of the pit of his own existence why have you forsaken me Peter Rollins in his book uh, Insurrection which I'm nearly done reading, has got a comment in there where he talks about these things. The opening chapters are about that Jesus in this moment is offering a critique against religious systems. Because we tend to take spirituality and systematize it. And then sometimes when we systematize it, we make it too safe. Religion into something that blinds us from the ugliness in the world and the ugliness within ourselves. I never like the idea that religion is a sheltering thing. I always want to say that I like the idea that it shoves you into the middle of reality and doesn't offer any security blankets. There's no security in a religion that's concerned with reality. And so from the story of Good Friday, I think Jesus is in a roundabout way. This is giving us a critique of religions. That even Jesus himself experienced the despair The abandonment, the rejection, the sadness, the disappointment, the dark night of feeling like no one is there and nothing is safe anymore. Jesus had no security blankets. On that day, in fact, every religious framework that's probably given out today falls into wanting to deny those realities to some degree. And I have to say, I think a lot of the the Christianity that I see, um, and the the worldviews that I see in others, is that they they're content. To ignore the reality of those really bad days. But you know what? I think a good spirituality is one that goes with you through those dark experiences. Not an avoidance of it. what does it look like to have a spirituality that offers no security from those things? (laughs) That's an intense thought. But if that's what happened with Jesus, man. So I have to think, Any good spirituality is one that hopefully can sit with you through those things. And yes, maybe say that there is something on the other side, but you have to go through it in order to get to the other side. You can't walk around it. So let me tell you a quick story. I was in uh, Shenandoah National Park. In Virginia and a few of us we had gotten to a view where there was a like a, a range of mountains and you could see the valley right there and it was just gorgeous and then a young couple came up and they quickly took pictures and moved on and then someone else from our groups kind of stopped them and said well hold on you need to just sit and enjoy this view this is beautiful and the fella said, no, it's okay, I have, I've got a picture of it, I'll be fine. And he kind of continued walking, and I said to him, I think you're doing this wrong. And of course he was offended, but I said, do you know how to look at the valley until it looks back at you? And he scoffed it off and then walked on. But as I sat back down with the group, they all kind of agreed that it's a skill to learn how to look at something intently and not rush it until it looks back at you and acknowledges you back. So here's the main question, I guess. Does your idea of the divine, does your idea of how to do spirituality or have a worldview or whatever you want to say, does it come from a, quote, religious perspective that tries to protect you from all those negatives of life? Do you have a spirituality that says the divine is even in those trenches with you? So I wrote a quote down here earlier. I mean, a quote from myself, but just amusing. That real spirituality begins where your sheltering religious system fails you. Let me say that again. Real spirituality begins where your sheltering religion fails you. You see, I'm interested in, in a worldview, in a religion, in a spirituality that knows not how to help me avoid or distract myself or blind myself to disappointments and frustrations and feelings of the absence of God I don't need a spirituality that denies me the reality of hard days that denies me the right the ability to say, I'm in the middle of a dark night. And I don't see any light around me. Because if you you want to think about it, it has to go like this. A good spirituality has got to say that real transformation happens there In the midst of those things, not in the bright and sunny days. I think the divine, I think God has got the ability to not let these things go to waste. I mean, ultimately, does do our spiritualities do they know how to use those dark things as Catalysts for transformation. I mean, ultimately, I think there is new life on the other side of these things. These darkness, all these chaos, these things that our religious systems try to avoid talking about. I think all these things are really where... The new life can begin. If you want to use Christian terminology and if you want to use it as metaphor, that's fine. But you don't have Easter without Good Friday. New life doesn't happen unless the old life dies. Something new and beautiful begins once the old thing has been shown to be ugly and insufficient i don't know what bonhoeffer might have meant by religionless christianity but i do think good friday says something about how it is i think it has i think good friday has got some critiques to say about how we do religion that if it doesn't know how to man sit with us in the midst of things then it's worthless and if it doesn't know how to use the dark things in life as catalysts for our betterment then it's worthless it's useless but a spirituality and approach to the divine and a relationship with God that knows how to do those things. That sounds like that's power. That sounds like it's inspiring. That sounds like, yes, I kind of, I want to be a part of that, be a part of a movement that knows how to use the dark things in life. I think that's all my thoughts for now. (laughs) I don't know how to finish with that, but I think it's important to say um, we always need to be constantly critiquing our worldviews to try to improve them. Always. And I don't think Responsible person should allow themselves to ever to feel too safe, as though they have the perfect framework that knows how to deal and cope with everything. And so, if you're going through a Good Friday, which is really sounds like a terrible Friday. Don't give up. And don't run away from the Good Friday that you might be going through. Sit in it. Walk through it. and Stare at it until it acknowledges you and stares back. Because there's an Easter. There is a resurrection on the other side of those things but I don't think that new life comes about until we know that the divine fortunately or unfortunately knows how to use those times as the major catalysts for our transformation into some sort of a newer and better life where we are capable of greater love Of the divine and love each other. So thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for either enjoying or enduring this. And uh, I bid you farewell, alright? Onward and upward. I'll catch you next time. Bye.